Welcome back to the show. Got a special one for you today. I have Greg Alba from the YouTube channel The Real Rejects. Um, yeah, Greg Alba alongside his friend John Humphrey. Uh, they make you know reaction videos, streams, live streams. Um, you know, talks talks about movies and all sorts of stuff. Kind of what I do times like ten. And he's a really cool guy. And we had a really good conversation, so enjoy this episode with Greg Alba. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. making youtube videos obviously but um have you been watching movies that you haven't watched before or tv shows that you've been meaning to watch yeah i um i'm on i'm up to season six of <laughs> the sopranos oh wow i still haven't watched that i need to i'm terrible with shows that have you know more than like two or three seasons <laughs> oh well we'll do that's your I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some of it's my attention span. Some of it's just like I have so much I want to watch. So oh, I, I just it. finished watching the um, Watchmen HBO series. That was actually, I think I like that better than the movie, actually. Yeah, that was my favorite show last year. That, yeah, that really good. All have been my favorite in the past year. I, I don't watch enough of those. Um, what channel is that on? Breaking uh, Bad and such. AMC. AMC. I don't watch enough of those shows. I used to watch um, Breaking Bad a little bit and then Walking Dead. I think Walking Dead just rubbed me the wrong way. Just because after a while, it's kind of the same thing. It's weird. Walking Dead is the first show I ever actively quit. <laughs> wow. Really? <laughs> I mean, other shows, you kind of just fall off. Yeah. And, but Walking Dead... I mean, I've, I I've heard that. I've heard it's great now. Like, I've uh-huh. heard it's like incredible now. Uh, yeah. But, uh, it was like season eight, episode one. Mm-hmm. It was so exciting, and then I was like, "But I know this show. The first right. episode's cool, and then it's gonna get boring." <laughs> yeah, for like the whole season. Yeah. Um, have you watched that Harley Quinn cartoon yet? Not yet. Uh, I've been getting back into gaming with this quarantine okay, situation, and uh, I haven't been sleeping much because yeah, I've never done a, I've never done a video game review, and mm-hmm. I'm and uh, I really want to do a Last of Us two review. Yeah, I don't know how people play. What I noticed in this landscape of gaming is if you don't, there's so many games. There's so oh, yeah, and if you don't play the game that someone has uh, someone else has played. I'm right on the internet, like you don't know games, you're not a gamer. And I'm like, I don't have time to play every freaking game that exists, guys. Yeah, I stopped playing video games for like probably over a year, and then I recently got a PS4 again. Um, again, yeah, I had one another time, but um, 
I don't know. I, I like gave up gaming at one point and now I'm back on it. But where are you from, by the way? Uh, I'm from Michigan. Oh, that's right. I remember you telling me that uh, in messages. That's right. Yes. How's Michigan uh, for you? It kind of sucks, but yeah. <laughs> I hear Michigan's the place to be right now. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of sick of this place. I'm looking to get out at some point, but um, that's I guess the worst places. <laughs> Most people, most people who moved to, or who are from Michigan wanted to stay in Michigan permanently. I've never yeah. heard of someone wanting to leave Michigan before. Yeah, I was born and <laughs> raised here, so I'm kind of over it at this point. Have you visited other places? Yeah. Um, the furthest west I've been is um, Las Vegas. That was actually my mom's wedding. So I was oh. like nine years old at, in Las Vegas. That was kind of interesting. Is she uh, still with that guy? Yeah. Oh, fuck. I mean, am I allowed to swear in this podcast? It's such a oh, yeah. Question. No worries at all. <laughs> um, is, oh, yeah. I remember you no. were saying um, in a recent video you were playing Jedi Fallen Order. Have you finished that yet? I'm halfway through it, but then okay. I got five of two. Uh-huh. Like, uh, crap. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm playing the first Last of Us right now because I never played that one. So. Uh. I, you I'll it? probably end up reviewing that one alongside the second one, but it'll probably take me a while to beat both of them. I mean, yeah, that's the thing with me and game. Like, I'm I'm quicker at games than I ever have been, but mm-hmm. generally speaking, it's like these guys who are like putting out reviews. Um, yeah, Last of Us Two already. I'm like, how the hell did you beat this game so early? Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jedi Fallen Order was very good, though. I'm. Not as big of a Star Wars fan as I used to be, just because of the recent movies. They really weren't great, but um, I like the um, solo Star Wars story one. That one was actually really good. I uh, have you played Fallen Order yet? Yes, I uh, beat it once already. I mean, I don't even know if I'm halfway through. I, I'm mm-hmm. at the part where you learn who. Man, I haven't been sleeping. Uh, fuck, freaking uh, sister. What's what's her name? <laughs> oh yeah, fuck. sister, sister Knight. I think <laughs> uh, where you learn who she really is. Yeah, the uh, Padawan um, to the captain of. This is, mm-hmm. uh, I'm forgetting all. The, all I remember is Cal. <laughs> right. <laughs> he does. He does a really great job, though. He's as that character. Man. I I just finished. Um, I just finished Gotham uh, this week. Okay. Yeah, that's another. Show. I mean, I, I just finished that. Uh, I finished it this week, and that Cameron Monaghan guy, like he, mm-hmm. he he plays like five different characters oh, yeah. essentially in Gotham. Like he he because he plays like before Jerome Joker as just the the Jerome the guy, and then he yeah Joker, and then he plays Jeremiah, then he plays Jeremiah Joker, <laughs> and then he plays aged after being dipped in Ace Chemicals Toxic Waste Joker, and then I see him as Cal. I, I hear he's on the show Shameless, I think. Yes. I've watched yes. probably till like season four or five of that. My One of my friends that got me into it agrees. Like after that point, it's just a little too dramatic for its own good. Oh, because of those. I never got into it. I've had a lot of people recommend it to me. It's definitely a good show, but once you get about halfway through, it's not really worth watching anymore. This is such a fascinating thing we're recording on right now. I have no idea because I've heard of this. Uh-huh. Heard people are recording on this, but I didn't know you could just do it from your phone. Yeah, <laughs> super easy. 
That um, is like an efficient ass way to record a podcast. Like, does everyone always really? like they do all this crazy ass stuff? I mean, yeah, you got to do like the mixing and the editing and whatever. Right. This is uh, this is really impressive shit. Like, yeah. Just record on your phone. Wow. Eventually, I'll have a whole video set up and all that. But for now, I'm just kind of Mark Marin, Mark Marin slash Bill Burring it right now. I'm just yeah. kind of doing the audio only. But. What do you- what do you think of this Christy Elliott situation? I, uh, oh, I don't think I really heard about it. Is it something to do with him saying something racist again? Or, I don't know. That what? Seems... I was talking about his new special. No, I was joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hear, I hear friggin' race stuff every five minutes, I swear. Especially now that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're calling me from Michigan. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then Jenna Marbles just had some controversy over i don't even know you know i I tend to not pay attention to it um i i heard this today of the guy who plays cleveland on Mm. family guy just quit family guy are you kidding me that's crazy uh because he is uh he's a white dude huh and um it's just so weird like what gets a pass and what gets yeah later on and it's like I, uh, we did this bat. We did this, we covered some emergency Austin video. And All right, yeah, I've been watching him for a while too. He's great. Yeah, um, and I had this. Jo- we were talking about the Ezra Miller situation briefly. Of like, what's going on with him? And yeah, I, that was weird. He did blackface ten years ago. He's not getting canceled. <laughs> like, it's weird what what people get can't. Like, I'm not. I don't know, blackface isn't cool, right? Um, it's just interesting how you know people. First, the tweets that were going through footage and stuff, and I, I, I didn't, I don't really, I don't follow Jenna Marbles really. Um, I know she's been a influential person. I just think it's like, especially in the comedy field, it can be very oh, yeah. challenging. Like, for sure, I used to go by the Ryan Wright persona, mm-hmm. was just a, a version of me that honed in heavily on like heavy sexual comments, and right? Making people uncomfortable and being provocative, and then I. As I've changed as a person, I really realized I wanted to like not lean into that so much. <laughs> and fortunately, I changed before all this Me Too shit happened. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank God, because that person, that level of brand would not survive today. Um, Dude, but... honestly, though, I have been watching you before you were Greg Alba and when you were Ryan Wright and all that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching you for a while. It's kind of crazy to be talking to you. Is it one of those uh, things where you're like, I miss the Ryan Wright days? <laughs> oh, no, not at all. I like your new. Well, yes and no. Your old videos did like make me laugh, but I can understand why you had to change it up a little bit, especially nowadays. Like, uh, yeah, there's just like a lot of kind of vulgar shit that probably wouldn't fly as much. It just, and honestly, in truth be told, I was just getting over it. Like, I just thought it was mm-hmm. old after a certain point because like i'm like how many dick jokes can i come up with <laughs> right that makes sense <laughs> you know like i do videos six days a week this is really this is this is getting tiresome <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> how many how, like after a while i'm really reaching for like the depths of depth of dick jokes and like i i i never like i've never liked like uh rape jokes ever yeah and, I was like, that's like the next step, and I would never go there. <laughs> so I don't. Want... <laughs> yeah, I would... 
Yeah, I mean, I say some pretty fucked up shit, but usually not when the cameras are rolling or anything. Well, that's everyone. Just, just to my friends. <laughs> but, yeah. That's the greatest That's the greatest conspiracy from the audience. Yes. <laughs> we all say terrible things behind oh, closed yeah. doors, and usually in a joking manner. And I think that's why I like... Yeah. I think that's why we, like, in the 90s and stuff, I think that's why I really gravitated towards... I think he has a specific line in Real Slim Shady about that, actually. Yeah. Of, like, why I really gravitated towards Eminem. Because I'm like... He got away with a lot, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. He still does. Him and Dave Chappelle are, like, the two people who... Literally. ...do their thing. (laughs) Um, Man, did you watch that new special that came out? Who was it? Um, Man, I wrote it down somewhere. Um... Crap. Here, let me look. I have a bunch of notes everywhere, so. Uh, How about the Dave Chappelle one? Uh, not Dave Chappelle. There was a special that just came out on Netflix. I don't know if you keep up with stand-up very much. Um, I keep up with a few of them. I, I, I really like Tom Segura's. Yes, me too. I love him. And uh, Burt Kreischer, I'm a big fan of as well. I haven't seen his, nah. You would, you would definitely like Burke Reicher. Um Yeah, I don't know where I wrote that down. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been keeping up with a lot of, uh, you know, like stand-up and stuff like that. That's kind of what I'm into. Oh, yeah. Uh, have you watched the Titans series yet? No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking this kind of, like, the thing with the, the fucking, uh, like, having the Patreon and stuff is mm-hmm. that... It's like I watched so many shows there, and then yeah. I haven't been watching any TV since I got The Last of Us 2 a few a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, But I want to watch Titans. I'm being mm-hmm. heavily recommended to watch Doom Patrol. Yeah, I haven't watched that yet. I'm on season two of Titans currently. I'm just trying to watch first. I know, um, a, I know someone who works on the visual effects department for it. Okay. And so... That's been Very my cool. main incentive to want to watch it again. <laughs> but um, no, there's, just, there's just so many shows, you know. It's like, oh uh, yeah, there's like so many. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I was watching in terms of like TV shows. Um, here, let me look. Uh, I had another question though, because I actually was wondering. Um, I I can't explain it. But I like watching reaction videos, and some people find them like weird. Like, why? Why would you want to watch somebody like watch something? But I know that feeling. Yeah, <laughs> but like, what? What do you think makes people want to watch reaction videos? I I don't know if I'd be able to explain it really. You know, um, I'm not gonna lie. When I first saw a reaction video, mm-hmm. I thought this is one of stupidest things in the world (laughs) (laughs) and then i found out other people are doing it Uh i didn't didn't quite grasp what it must be like like Mm -hmm. uh, what why people are gravitated towards it and um is that my my main issue was that when i was seeing react now and it's really changed like significantly now um my main issue when i would watch reaction videos was there didn't seem to be much personality or content 
mm-hmm. around the reaction. Like maybe during the reaction, you might get something, but like before and after, there right. wasn't much of a. There wasn't really much of anything, and so we, I, we always try to make it a little bit, especially nowadays. We we, we try to make like mm-hmm. a little bit of a show with it, like an actual video where, right? Like if there's no reaction, you still get like a decent commentary, and uh, you know we still edit those videos and stuff. <laughs> where, yeah, right. And um, I I think what nowadays it's like a lot of people do that now though. You know, mm-hmm. there was a time where it was just like react and say subscribe, and that was about it. Right. Um, but I think what it is, is it's that feeling, the best way I can describe it is when you, and I'm I'm obviously asked this question so often, (laughs) I still don't know how to efficiently explain it. (laughs) Is, uh, it's like if, if I love something, Mm -hmm. like I'm hanging out with you, Spencer, and I'm like, Hey, I love this video. Have you seen this video, Spencer? I'm like hanging out next to you. Mm. I'm like, it's really funny, man. You got to check this shit out. (laughs) And then I show it to you. And the whole time I'm hoping you're going to laugh at it. Uh-huh. It's not my video, but mm-hmm. it's a video I find funny. Right. And I want to see what you think of it. And then sure. if I like you're if you're laughing at a video that I thought was funny and then you're surprised, like, oh, my God, this shit's hilarious. And uh, like that, watching you experience that, it, you got to relive it. Like so every once in a while. Yeah. You know, someone might say, especially like with the trailers and stuff, like mm-hmm. feeling that level of excitement that someone has like yeah Tyron magnus is a buddy of mine and mm-hmm. um and uh i remember there was the upgrade trailer and it, mm-hmm. it like hit me way late in the game like this is it this is the reaction feeling that everyone's always asking me like what the what what is it <laughs> after years of doing this i think i finally figured it out right <laughs> it's, it's sort of been this weird ether i've just been living and um uh Tyron Magnus, uh, I, I hit him up and I was like, dude, I just saw this trailer for uh, this movie called Upgrade. Mm-hmm. You you got to watch this trailer. You got, I guarantee you're going to love it. And then he watched it and then he was fucking eating up that trailer and right. I was recorded a reaction to it. And I was watching him do it and I was feeling like um, elation, uh-huh. <laughs> like watching him love it. Then it started hitting me right then and there. You know, I, and I, and I feel like everyone has a wide variety of reasons for why they like because some people don't like, you know, yeah, if you're commentating through it, or some people kind of just want the personality of someone who's just kind of quiet the whole time and just taking it in. Yeah, there's and, definitely there's also a wide variety of like different personalities that you can find like. If you don't like one person, there's probably like 50 million other people doing the same thing their own different way. Yeah. I mean, it didn't used to be that way, but now it's like, damn, there's like a people with millions of followers who are reactors. I, I hadn't even heard of till like recently mm-hmm. before there was like four of us. <laughs> no. uh, this just came to mind. What did you think about the whole like fine bro situation when they were trying to like capitalize on um, reaction videos? I don't know. It's kind of like when people march in the streets and say white lives matter. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's like, guys, no one's saying your life doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, I mean, they definitely that, came back from that for sure. I think they're doing a lot better now. Like, I mean, they're always getting heat. Oh, yeah. Just to clarify, because no one picks up on it. Not everyone picks up on jokes. 
I don't mm. think it's as extreme as that with White Lives Matter. It's that thing of like you don't need to be threatened, guys. <laughs> like, right. Trying to coin this, like their style is very different. Like their shit's very hyper edited, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you're cutting around to people. Whereas, like usually, what most reaction channels do, unless it's like a TV show or a movie, they usually just watch the whole thing in one take, right? Yeah. Like it's 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 different that way. Um, Right now, uh, there's been a lot of, I mean, it's kind of just flown under the radar because there's mm. so much other important shit going on and other things really <laughs> right. taking up Twitter. But something that's flown under the radar right now is um, a lot of em- employees and former employees have been speaking out against the kind of work environment that the Fine Brothers provided for people. Really? I did not hear about that at all. And a lot of people haven't, but it was it's like I, I know someone who worked there before and I don't want to like right you've like read through the fucking if you know me well enough and you could see who I'm friends with you might be able to figure it out but uh, but the uh, but I've known other people who have worked there as well and then they people and there are plenty of people who I don't know who, who just started going public about it yeah about the toxic work environment that it was working with those uh, the two brothers and the kind of employers they were and mm. i'm sure they're changing it now because but this was yeah. happening during like the black like when the black lives matter protests were just kicking off mm. and, uh, you know and when all that was going on like and, and that was what everyone was focused on so no one had time to fucking focus on right this random youtube channel run by these two guys who are barely in front of the camera for their own channel <laughs> yeah know? they really like <laughs> They really weren't in front of the camera much before, but now, like, they really took a back seat if they're even involved with it anymore, which I feel like they would be, but I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, they. I think they wanted to branch out. Right. The thing about YouTube is, like, what's weird is there are some... Uh, there are kids, like, my girlfriend works at a school, and mm-hmm. she'll meet these kids who want to grow up to become influencers. And yeah. Um, and most people who are making it right now on YouTube, at least if you're in your twenties or older, didn't grow up dreaming about doing this, you know? Yeah. That's interesting to think about. Yeah. And so a lot of people have found it as a career path and I think they wanted to branch out. And, and most of us do most people who do YouTube mm. want like, it's really uh, some type of stepping stone of sorts, you know? Um, and some people like find it and, they, and they're content and they just want to keep it there. They just want to make it like, this is my platform. This is what I do. Yeah. Um, I, I understand that. But at the same time, the person I am, I definitely would want to branch out eventually. Yeah. And that's kind of like what I do. That's the other thing that I've done in quarantine is like mm-hmm. not going out on the weekends as. I've done more than just watch TV and play video games. I've been able to write a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm trying to just get that going. And there's like little updates I get here and there. Got another one just yesterday. I, I'm waiting to like say something when something's officially like on paper. It's like I keep we keep getting like meetings with these like directors and people and blah, blah, okay. blah. But, Very cool. But it's like until something's on paper, it's like it's cool. It's like this is the most, the furthest I've ever gotten in that realm. <laughs> That's very cool, though. But I'm like waiting for, I need something to be like 
oh, this is, oh my God, we got, we finally got, we got finally, 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 right. you know? I was going to ask you, what is kind of like the end goal or slash just like your general goals in terms of what you want to do with your career? My main passion, I've always loved being in front of the camera and performing. I, I have. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like, I feel like uh, my main passion is writing. And I also get the impression that most writers want to act too. (laughs) Yeah. Even like the most self-conscious of actors, (laughs) uh, writers, I mean, because a lot of times when you're writing, you, you kind of just, you, you you act shit out in your own head. You're doing the acting out when you're Mm -hmm. writing. And uh, a lot of times, like there's famous writers who originally were setting out on the path of acting and then became writers like mm. people like Quentin Tarantino or Aaron right. Sorkin, like those are probably my two favorite screenwriters, and they started off as uh, pursuing acting first. Yeah, goes vice versa. So for me, those go hand in hand. My main passion would want to be in in writing, and I want to with with the stuff that's getting off, that's been making the like what feels like forever to me, but according to other people who have actually broken into the business that I know of like um uh I I don't know if I'm allowed to say there's someone I know who just landed a big directing gig for a well, big dang. show that's uh, pretty cool. <laughs> it's not a youtuber or anything but um, right yeah, it's public yet uh but I I just learned it two days ago I was like oh shit that's crazy <laughs> so uh the and according to like these people who like are working, the like the progress that we've been making on on the this, these side projects I've had going, mm-hmm. it's pretty good progress, all things considered, for original right. concepts. Because usually original concepts take can take years to finally get pe- producers or some whatever to be like, all right, we're funding. It could take right. years. And and according to the steps that we've gone through, it's been pretty good. So, um my main passion would be like writing and getting like uh like ha- i would love to have a show uh, mm. that, that i'm like head writer of uh, or a creator of and then uh yeah and it's probably like doing like small roles here and there like i, I do love acting like I, I, and um you know like running the channel can be i have like a million thoughts going on at once when i'm doing shit <laughs> right because I'm like, I'm aware of the camera. I'm aware of uh, the edit, the time it's going to take to edit something. Oh, I got commentary. Oh, I got to make some jokes. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Other stuff to film today. Um, and it's like the, I want to just do more collaborative team efforts with people. Like when we do sketches, the, the general conceit of how they go is I, I come up with them and then I write them out. And then uh, John usually does like the uh, camera department, the center of the lighting, and uh, then I usually do the, the the head editing of it. And it's usually it the, the really tiny sketches or the really long sketches, doesn't matter which one. And so John really helps out with the he he also like the most technical shit is the stuff that John <laughs> is like the expert at that I always rely on him for, <laughs> right? Uh, with the filming, and then. Usually I'm directing it too, like, and it's gonna be hard because I'm like thinking about everything at once when I'm trying to do it. <laughs> so, 
so was it just you that started the channel initially? Was it, or was it you and John that both started it? The way the in, inception of it went was, um, we conception of it went was that, uh, God, it was like six, five, six years ago, something like that. And, um, the time he was in college, I wasn't. <laughs> and so, right. uh, I was working at some company and, and then I was like, we, we should start a YouTube channel, like just to start reviews. And I just wanted mm-hmm. to do movie reviews like weekly, but I didn't know how to edit. I didn't know how to film. I didn't know how to do any of that. And, um, and he was actually in film school. So nice. we, we started it up and, um, originally I wanted to do a thing called stoner reviews. Um, <laughs> Him living at home wasn't a good idea, and I didn't want to get branded as just some stoner. <laughs> so, right? Yeah, I guess that's not always the best. <laughs> and uh, I really, we really were big fans of the real re- uh, the Devil's Rejects, and mm-hmm. uh, so I was like, "Let's call the Real Rejects." And I, so I just fell in love with that title. That's and, a it's a pretty good title. I'll, I'll give that to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And so, um, it's just so weird to think about. There was a time where I remember, like, I was driving and I was like, "Hey, the real rejects, what do you think about that?" <laughs> so, um, and then, um, uh, what happened? Yeah. So then, I was living at uh, a some, uh, a back house, mm-hmm. uh, and then, you know, like I had a job, and so I bought like all this equipment and shit, and like green screen, and bought all the lights and whatever. And then I had John spend like three and a half hours figuring out how to set it all up. <laughs> so, right. And, but when we were doing it, it's like uh, we're trying to do the movie reviews weekly. And we were consistent on that for, for a while. But, you know, the channel was not really growing. Didn't even pass a thousand subs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually um, I was learning. I was, I was watching him edit. So I learned how to pick up basic editing mm-hmm. and basic filming. And then I just started doing a bunch more on my own. And he was in school. So he just couldn't really commit to it. And, but I could, so I had a full-time job and I was working like 40 hours a week as a receptionist at a doctor's office. And then in the evenings and in the morning, and sometimes on my lunch break, I'll work on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And then eventually I, I discovered, like I so learned how to edit. I learned how to do all these things. And then um, I just took it into my own hands. I just had to embrace it. I was like, I have to learn how to do is that that can often happen. I noticed with a lot of people who start up, channels together right people will a lot of times one person is able to do significantly more and really commit while Mm -hmm. the other person can't and then a lot of times it just stifles people and they just stop doing it yeah and i was like i don't really have a choice right now (laughs) so (laughs) uh, i'm just gonna do it and eventually started panning out started Mm -hmm. getting a bunch of subs and um, at that time, it's like I would, I would definitely John was still like a presence. Like he would he would come by a lot, mm-hmm. and uh, you know if I ever wanted like him to come, I started just open up the door to like I wanted to get a bunch of guests and started bringing right. guests and let that be a big part of it to have a bit of a talk show vibe. Like I had some real big like like uh, here's how I wanted to change this up and mm-hmm. uh, eventually and then like you know for any sketches John was usually involved. Um, Say majority time and anything. If we happen to get some random brand deal, uh, definitely bring him on that. But it wasn't until like two years ago, he was working at Blumhouse and his department there shut down. And I wanted to bring the channel back to less YouTube video reactions and make it more about 
um, fandom and film again, like mm. we're back to its roots a little bit of why this channel started. And because I wanted to open up the door to go on the channels that I love, um, like Screen Junkies and like all these collabs that I've been able to fortunately to do in the last couple of years or get hit up about um, like new rock stars, mm-hmm. Schmodown, the Schmoes in general, uh, the all these other things that open up the door. What it really helped was redirecting the channel back to movies and mainly about that again. Because before it was like, yeah, let's do all the try not to laughs and all the fucking right. don't hug me, I'm scared videos. And, <laughs> and once in a while we'll do that, but that's right. Um, so what uh, then, then I was like, let's partner up, let's bring it back. Because I, I still loved, like, it always felt like this was the original, even though I was essentially doing majority of it on my own for many years by this point, mm-hmm. I always loved the on-screen chemistry John and I had and the kind of back and forth because like we're very different personalities but we're in unison on so many things at the same time yeah Uh, but we also feel differently towards so many things so I just like our back and forth was always really good and then like he's my childhood best friend and we did improv together Mm. that I was like I just want to bring it back to this like just like let's let's just do this (laughs) you know (laughs) yeah and so yeah uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it's like I kind of just like threw him back into it, uh, mm. and now we're now he's to my left. <laughs> Before, when it was only YouTube that had to be done, when it was just YouTube, mm-hmm. it was ma- it was manageable. I think that's yeah. the way for it is for a lot of people. When you have, but when you have to do like the Patreon and wanting to enhance the he- the editing, yeah, be as like heavily guest reliant either. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the the. It, I feel like it would be a diminishing to say he's only like a helper because he's not. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's like, like the brains, and you're and you're the the face of the operation. I'm like, <laughs> we're, we're a little bit of both. A little know? bit of both. <laughs> I'm definitely more of like the business guy. Like I. Mm. I I'll go in and I'm constantly looking at like how to make things better and how, and like what to evaluate and why this isn't growing and what to change and what to enhance. So a lot of time I'm the, and like the sketches I'll come up with and like the, the, the creative stuff and all of that. I'm definitely the leader of it. I'll say. Yeah. That it feels weird to state when he's like, right here. <laughs> but I, I, I think, yeah, it's like, anyone who's involved you knows that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but he—it's like to say he's just the helper is like right. That's far from the case of it. I would definitely say like I, I still reference him as partner. Mm. Um, you know, um, partner in crime. <laughs> yeah. Hetero hetero life mate. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you know, like um, he's more he's more than the Andy Richter to my Conan O'Brien. <laughs> okay. Very cool. Oh my god, I was just watching a movie. What was it? Oh, it was scary movie too. My friend was just putting it on, <laughs> and Andy was like, "I think he was saying the n word," and I was like, "Oh my god, I never thought I'd hear Andy say the n word." Oh Jesus, I did. I don't remember that. Yeah, apparently, I watch. I'm gonna go back and watch it, and like he didn't say it, and then everybody's gonna hate me. Well, <laughs> if if he did, I think the past is the fact that. Oh yeah, especially for scary movie like. Oh my god, those movies were 
very raunchy. I think the password also come from the fact that I think Keenan Ivory Wayne's directed it and mm-hmm. the Wayne's brothers co-wrote it. <laughs> so, oh, yep. So I'm like, they must have been cool with him saying it for this thing. Mm-hmm. If it was just a bunch of white people who made it and they improvised those jokes. And right. right. That, that might be a little bad. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. But about Screen Junkies, I was actually really excited when you first started going on movie fights because at the time I was watching both and then like you guys collabed and all that. And then did you win the first time you went on? I went on years ago Mm. and I didn't know the show as well. I was a fan, but I didn't know it as well. Mm -hmm. And I sucked. I was awful. (laughs) Um, I was really bad. Uh-huh. But I don't even revisit that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I remember that you started well, like you won a handful of times. Yeah. What happened was I eventually got invited back mm-hmm. because I'm uh, friends with JTE and then mm-hmm. he recommended me. He actually really vouched for me <laughs> to give me another chance. <laughs> After well, that's that's years. nice of him to do, because um, I understood the game. The thing, the missing element of the game that I did not quite latch onto when I first went on mm-hmm. was I didn't uh, really grasp how the the fact that I have to really take. It's not just saying why your pick is the best. It's really more about taking down the other people's picks, right? And that's it's kind literally of like. A movie debate club it really is and i didn't grasp that so mm-hmm. i'm good at attacking other people's and I, and I wasn't prepared for what people would say to take down mine either right i was and just people like, are ruthless on that show <laughs> they, they're pretty cutthroat yeah and when i went back on years later i was super nervous but then i got the first clean sweep of the uh. of the newest rendition when there was just four questions and uh i took it very serious i took it very serious because i'm a big i'm a i can be like a uh i don't know if i agree to do something i just want to do my best Mm -hmm. so like doesn't matter if the channel's bigger or if it's smaller i and i and i i really I've always had that kind of work ethic for the long time, mm-hmm. but it really got hammered into me actually when I saw Harloff do a one-on-one interview with Dan Merle and he talked about that. Uh-huh. And I just really want to make sure I apply that in what, especially if I go on someone else's shindig is like, I want to make sure that I don't half-ass it. And then with screen junkies too, it was a, it was a chance of redemption because I sucked at Schmodown and, uh, <laughs> And and then I was like, but movie fights, I know I can be good at. And uh, mm-hmm. I really feel like this is an opportunity to showcase a movie commentary analysis side of mine. Because most people I know will come to hear the real rejects for the reactions and whatever. And some people do listen to the commentary and the personality mm-hmm. side. But for movie fights, I was like, I know I can be good at this game. And I, I just wanted it to. The thing is, this shit stresses me the fuck out, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, uh, I do so much prep, like uh-huh. I get pretty anal about it. And one time I didn't do any prep. Mm-hmm. I, I did like some research, but I didn't write make notes. And then I fucking did a terrible job. So I was like, <laughs> I gotta do, I gotta make sure I prep. And right. 
yeah like i don't know how dan does it so well like dan can go into a match with barely any notes and it is like second nature to him it's fucking insane i don't understand it <laughs> yeah he's, he's incredible at what he like he's just a, this bank of knowledge and great with articulation and um breaking stuff down insight like it, 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 he's a b like i had a one-on-one fight with him and I, I obviously didn't win but to have him say that that was the, the hardest he's ever fought for the belt and to Damn. yeah on a, on a following news episode he said that was probably his favorite fight and like to me that was enough (laughs) yeah i was like and i'm not i'm not minimizing anything i didn't feel like there are times i might play an internet game and i'll I'll, i might lose and i might be like i might just be in the slumps about it um but for that one i was like just the fact that i managed to hold up a great fight against this guy. <laughs> right. That was like, that's all I needed. I, I like Dan Merle is like John Wick in creating movies. Like you might get a few good jabs in, but at the end of the day, he's still going to win. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't want to go in with like the lose the, like I'm going to lose mentality. I was like, right. I want like a lot of time, you know, I think a lot of us, we, we might, run for something run towards something for a couple of reasons and they, mm-hmm. those usually come down to recognition or respect i think yeah and um and i and i feel like for a lot of what i do it's like if there's something i'm trying to achieve i guess it's respect mm-hmm. so yeah like that's kind of what i because i mean even with our channel like the real rejects like it, it might we we could we don't have like the best quality i know that like when it comes mm-hmm. to like audio especially like it's kind of like <laughs> the back of my fucking head <laughs> um but what i know that we put in the work though especially for the commentary side and the editing when a lot of people don't so a lot of people have told me we don't have to Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but I've kind of set a standard for ourselves now that if we don't do that, <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, feel less than. So, uh, I feel that for sure. Yeah, that's just kind of this comes with a work ethic. When you set a certain standard for yourself, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you just kind of want to. As before, the channel was. I mean might have been looser with the Ryan Wright days and the videos might have been shorter, but there was nowhere near as much editing into them as there are now. Yeah. <laughs> like it really was just like click and then, you know, I might, I'll jump cut it, but that was about it. <laughs> I mean, people, people often say that, you know, just do it all one take. Don't edit it. Like it's fine. People like it when it's raw, but at the same time, when you edit it, yes, like it can kind of diminish the like message you're trying to portray but at the same time like it can kind of help it out and make it more entertaining for people too because sometimes just all one take you know you don't want to sit some sit and watch somebody stare at the screen for like a minute straight without saying anything i mean at least not me personally i guess there's some people who would like that but there are people who like that, and then they're like Tyrone doesn't edit his videos, mm-hmm. 
And and I, I think like Tyrone is just like he's so fucking like entertaining as a human. <laughs> and, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like in his reactions, especially like he's he's so entertaining, and he doesn't do as much commentary as us. But I gotta say, like, um, he's always coming from a genuine, heartfelt place, and and he's to me, I've always viewed him as like the Mister Rogers of reactions, <laughs> like, literally, <laughs> like someone who doesn't. Uh, he doesn't edit his videos really. He doesn't. He might, but he he'll take his time. He'll really mm-hmm. take his time in the talk to- in the in the talking points. There are times I'm not going to say he never like. There are times he will go into like really big discussions. And honestly, what he's been doing in terms of all the like the discussions uh, since the Black Lives Matter movement have really erupted across the country and the world. Mm-hmm. Like discussions are incredible. Like he's incredible at what he like. I, I sent him this very long voice message about like, dude, you, you got to keep doing this. Like you're, you're showcasing this different side of you. And then every, when he's passionate yeah. about something, it shows. And, um, and I love that about his quality of videos. Oh yeah. But for sure. He, so like his style would not want to edit to keep it raw really does work for him. It really mm-hmm. does. I mean, obviously he's doing better than us. Uh, the, for, for our end though, I don't know. There's just there's something in us that just wants to do, and there can be a a version though where you do too much editing for, especially for the kind of shit that we do. Oh yeah. There's times where like the commentating, the commentary section, I'm like it doesn't need to be edited this much. Mm-hmm. We've gotten those comments before too. <laughs> like you might want to dial back on some of that editing. <laughs> so it's like trying to find that balance of like, you know, we do if if we were that channel that does one video a week, we would do mm-hmm. way more editing. But for like the Patreon videos and the YouTube videos, the fact that we try to get at least one video up a day on YouTube and then a couple of videos on Patreon that we do edit, like uh, it, it can, we'll, we'll be, we already work six to eight hours a day, six days a week. So it's like we'd be working like 10 to 12 hours a day if we were doing like double the editing now. Right. So yeah. Uh, well, another question for you. Uh, I've never really heard anybody answer this. Would you prefer Mjolnir or Stormbreaker if you had to choose, like, if you could use one of those weapons in battle? Um, damn, you know, I've never been the biggest Mjolnir fan. I I think it's cool, especially when Captain America had it in Endgame. Um, but yeah, I think Stormbreaker is pretty badass, I gotta admit. I mean, I like Mjolnir, I like what Milner represents. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking Thor's hammer, right? And right. Stormbreaker. I, I keep thinking of God of War. Uh, but <laughs> the Stormbreaker's got the blade, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's just so cool, though. Like, it's bigger. It's, I don't know, it just has more to it. It's And it's like, it, and it's longer, bigger, but it's not as, really sounds like we're describing a dick. <laughs> But it's it like it's not a like the the hammer's like this giant cinder block, you know. <laughs> like, right. But the uh, and uh, but the I mean, the Stormbreaker doesn't have the same thing though, right? Where you uh, you know, like in Thor one, where he just places the hammer down on Loki's chest and keeps him there. Yeah. Can you do that with Stormbreaker, or do you need to be? I working? I think that you don't need like uh to have the powers of Thor to be able to lift it but i I'm, i would imagine it's pretty heavy i mean groot lifted it kind of with his arm and then 
Thanos kind of did too, I think. When in Endgame when um he had Thor pinned down and he was like pushing it into his chest. He like kinda was holding it, but I think I don't know. I'd have to watch it again closely, but I don't know. I, I that's, like that's a good question. Stormbreaker I love. Stormbreaker. Yeah. Stormbreaker just looks like you know, it's, it's 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 got the things that's that Milnor can do, but with a mm-hmm. blade. And plus, Groot's arm is the handle, which makes it like ten times cooler. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, this is more. Um, yeah, I, I like Stormbreaker. Um, what was I gonna say? I don't know. Um, do you have any social media you want to plug? I'm sure you have plenty of stuff to plug. So, anything you want to do, feel uh, free. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, you just follow us the real rejects on uh, at real rejects on Instagram. Years ago, um, some guy hit me up, be like, "Yo, can I use real rejects for my Instagram?" And at the time, I'm like, "Greg Alba." Uh-huh. Like, yeah, fucking man, I'm honored. Oh no! And now I'm like, oh shit, shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't wasn't thinking long term. And uh, and uh, so at real rejects on Instagram, at the real rejects on Twitter and Facebook, and then. At the Greg Alba on uh, Instagram and Twitter, uh, you John does the uh, John handles the social media of the Real Rejects more than I do. Mm. I mainly use uh, the Greg Alba ones. I hope you enjoyed that episode. It was really fun. Uh, loved talking to him. He was a super cool guy. Hopefully, I'll have him on again sometime. Uh, I think I'm gonna reach out to his friend John and see if he'd be down to get on the podcast at some point Um, because it sounds like I need to talk to him as well but yeah I hope you guys enjoyed it if you want to go to my socials uh, I'm on Instagram and Facebook Um, my Instagram is pop underscore culture underscore podcast if you go to my Facebook it's at pop culture podcast sh or just search pcp should be pretty easy to find uh also on that facebook page if you scroll a little bit you'll be able to find my merch store got a lot of stuff available got a blockbuster inspired uh, uh, hoodie slash also a tank top and shirt and i think it's on a hat as well uh and also pretty sure i have it on a coffee mug but yeah i have a lot of other merch um a lot of cool shit there so If you want anything there, go check it out. It's on the Bonfire website. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that or not, but, you know. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a really fun one. Um, And I'll be back either on Wednesday or next Saturday.